Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today and use your mobile device to join and use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network. I'm Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the returning champion himself, Dr. Christopher Colin. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Oh, very good. I went to a, uh, a doctor retreat for um, you know fans of doctorates, and you did the show by yourself. Great job, by the way. Um, terrified though when you called me out of the blue yesterday with some news, and I'm glad I'm still part of it. So I'm glad you didn't do too good last week. <laughs> did you think I was firing you because I did uh, two podcasts by myself in the last month? Uh, no. If anything, I think it, it stresses the importance of the two-time Hall of Famer on the show because I hated both episodes, quite frankly. Uh, but we had to get it done. But uh, yeah, lots of things going on here. We've got uh, let's see here. We've got the schedule release, which we're going to talk about. We've got. Some players that were released because we signed some new players. And of course, we have a press release, Chris, which is the news that you were alluding to that we're going to announce here. Not so breaking news if you follow us on social media, but uh, happy to announce proud to be a part of the Believe Network because as part of the Believe Network, as one of the 32 NFL podcasts on this Believe Network, uh, we've struck a deal with Sirius XM to where all of your content from Welcome to Perfectville will now be streaming on the Sirius XM app. Uh, a beautiful content partnership between Believe and Sirius XM, Chris. Uh, wow. Congratulations to you. I guess congratulations to me. Uh, never in my wildest dreams that I think six years ago when we started this podcast in our respective garages on both sides of the United States, you in North Carolina, me in Northern California. Would we be talking about the fact that uh, apparently we just now get to hang out with Howard Stern on Sirius XM? Yeah, uh, we mentioned uh, privately that we're like basically best friends with Robin now. Sure. Uh, we basically are Howard Stern um, just yeah. without the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, actually, Howard Stern gets to hang out with us if we're being honest. I mean, he's got to be excited. Yeah, hopefully they have a Christmas party or something. That'd be <laughs> great to get to be invited to go to. But no, this is cool. And, and I think our story is what makes it so cool for me is that we met each other on a Miami Dolphins message board, Finn Heaven, and now the Fins.com. And um, we're, we were serial posters, like just so many posts. There were too many posts. And we're on there a lot. And uh, we met each other in person for the NFL draft. We met each other in person. We came to watch the Panthers-Dolphins game. Uh, you then uh, knew I was doing these side radio things on random radio stations on the internet with eight listeners. You'd call in with characters and all that. And, and then one day you called me and said, Hey dude, 
first person I thought of, I'm going to start a podcast because we can't like get any content about the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I said, yes, best thing I've done in a, in a while. And here we are six years later and we got, got a friend working for the Miami Dolphins. Um, and here's the serious XM news, dude. It's, it's fantastic. Like you said, congratulations to you and all our fans for the support. It's been amazing. Well, yeah, I want to say thank you to the Reddit nation. You know, they're the, they're really the first social media platform that embraced us from our very first episode. Twitter has been awesome. Instagram, all of it. Um, you know, it doesn't end here. Actually, we're just getting started, which is great, but you did leave out one part of our history here. We didn't meet, at the NFL draft, we didn't meet at the Carolina Dolphins game. We met in Florida on a pickup football game where all of the out-of-towners were on one side, and then we had a bunch of local boys on the other. And you showed up out of the blue, like halfway through, like a monster, six foot three. And if you remember correctly, they figured out real quick if they just throw the ball to you. You were like Jerome Bettis out there, just knocking people down. And I was playing safety. You were playing running back. They dropped the ball off to you. Everyone on my team in front of me got out of the way. I stood my ground. Let it be known. I stood my ground. I squared up and I hit Chris as hard as I could. And then the next thing you knew, I was on my back. He was stepping on my face saying, fuck you, Sam, and then ran for a touchdown. That is a true story. And I knew at that point I need to be friends with this guy because he's going to beat my ass. <laughs> well, it wasn't even fair. So there's a bunch of nerds. Oh, thank you. Show up. No, I'm not, I mean, honestly, just to give everybody context, I literally uh, was, I think, two or three months removed from playing college football. <laughs> I was in the best shape of my life, like a solid 225 after a NCAA collegiate football program, weightlifting program every day. And I was like, sure, I'll play pickup tackle football with a bunch of dudes. And I showed up, I had the picture still, I had my, my head in a sleeve. I cut an old sleeve off a old t-shirt and put it around. So the hair gel wouldn't run into my eyes. And I had fucking mutton chops, Sam. Like my wife is like, she remembers she's here and actually shaking her head. Yes. I had shaved mutton chops and came out there and um, just played with a bunch of local South Florida kids. And <laughs> there's a kid, I forgot his screen name, uh, but his name was Pete. Uh, he played with you guys and yeah. he was from the message board. And there was a time where he, it was like in the one yard line, it was him between me and scoring. And I pulled a Nelson from the Simpsons and fake put my shoulder down and he went, ah, and jumped out of the way. And I just scooted into the end zone untouched because uh, he t- made a business decision. So yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. I totally, so, so glad you brought up this story because that's memories I totally didn't think about for a long time. Yeah, I think I might have been the only person on my team that had actually ever played like organized football. And I'm like, well, you just hit up in this, you know, hit, hit the guy. But I did play at the collegiate level. So I found out real quick there's a difference between middle school, high school football uh, in terms of talent and then, you know, college football with you. Like you said, you were just coming off your college career. And I was the only one there. I think I had cleats and I'm like, fine, I'll hit this guy. And then uh, turns out I did not hit that guy. That guy hit me. And at that point, I was like, well, maybe I'll just talk about football from here on forward and I'll be done with the actual physical sport. But anyway, a little bit of a side note there. Um, Let's get into the news, man. I mean, nobody's here to listen to you and I talk about you and I. They want to hear us, you and I, talk about the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Let's talk about the fact that last week you were not here. You were off uh, doing your thing. But uh, Sony Michelle, another running back, signed for the Miami Dolphins. I maintain that he's probably going to make this team. Uh, I think this is a bad sign for Miles Gaskin. I think it's a bad sign for Suvon Ahmed. Uh, When you are looking at running the ball and being a run-first team, like Mike McDaniel is shaping this Miami Dolphins offense to be, and you go out and sign three 
running backs, all from the NFC West. We're one Seattle Seahawk away from the entire NFC West running back room. Uh, it's not a good sign if you're the incumbent, right? I mean, you're, you're looking at Chase Edmonds, you're looking at um, uh, Raheem Mostert, and then you're looking at Sony Michelle from the Rams last year. Uh, if you're Miles Gaskin and Suwan Ahmed, you're like, well, maybe we should go back to school in Washington because it doesn't seem like we're going to be employed much longer, right? Yeah, I love what they're doing. Um, running back has been a problem <laughs> for, for us for years. I mean, there was a couple of seasons ago, Ryan Fitzpatrick was our leading rusher. So that's just – that's not good. So uh, we need to probably upgrade. And, and, and Miles Gaston looked good for us, but it's – you know, that's like being the tallest midget. You know what I mean? You're still a midget. Which he is, uh, by the way. He's literally the which, tallest midget. So, Which he literally is a midget. So um, I think it's great. I like Sony Michelle. Uh, once we signed him, I looked up his stats and was very surprised. I forgot Cam Akers missed so much time. He had uh, almost 800 yards rushing, I think. So, you know, him coming in here, uh, he's from South Florida, I think, yep, most likely. Is. That's a good – yeah, that's a good chance with anybody in the NFL, most likely you can say that about. And it's good because Raheem Mostert and uh, Chase Edmonds have been injured. Uh, recently so um run by committee whatever you have to do uh, we just need to have a run game that's uh scaring a defense and opening up our passing uh because i love mcdaniel and his mindset of you have to run and set up the pass and you do that with ding 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 running backs so i love the signing it's great yeah i do too and like i said some people were saying that they didn't think that he would make the team it is a one-year contract and if you look at all the running backs that we signed they're all short-term solutions i think the long-term solution for the miami dolphins is still going to be in the draft when it comes to the running backs uh, i don't know that any of these guys beyond maybe chase edmonds who has a two-year contract is going to be here beyond one more year we'll see i guess we'll see how that plays out but Nonetheless, I do think this is bad news for Miles Gaskin and Suvan Ahmed. So if you are filling out your rosters, trying to figure out your 53-man, uh, unless there's an injury, knock on wood, I don't know that Miles Gaskin should be uh, uh, in your top three, even if your top four running backs for the Miami Dolphins. But I mentioned that we actually released a player, Chris, and that would be quarterback Chris Stravalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovalovaloval
on the downslope of his career, uh, for sure. But somebody that you can put in a third down situation or it's a end of a drive in the fourth quarter, you bring him fresh off the bench to spell Ogba or Jalen Phillips or fuck it, have all three of them on at the same time, do some stunts. It, it just does nothing but help the defense. So again, love the signing. Beautiful. It's it's a low risk, high reward signing for me. And I Correct. think you're onto something with that whole, you know, right fit in terms of culture for Melvin Ingram. By the way, if you're a defensive player in the NFL and your first name is Melvin, you better be good. And Melvin is absolutely good. Um, <clears throat> but you're absolutely right. I mean, I think there is something there to be said about a fit in terms of the coaching scheme. And you got to remember, he played with Tyreek Hill last year. Do you think he didn't call Tyreek and say, what's the vibe down in Miami before he signed? Of course he did. And again, he's 33 years old. He's not going to be your every down starter. He's not the Melvin Ingram that he was, call it six years ago. However, you're absolutely right, Chris. Imagine third and 10, third and long. And it's an obvious passing situation. Melvin Ingram's out there and he's going to be rushing the quarterback and you better get rid of that ball or you better block him if you're on offense, because otherwise your quarterback's going to go splat because that's what he does best. And he's going to be a situational pass rusher. He fills a need for this team, which is to get more pressure from your edge rushers and let maybe less blitzing from time to time. So you can keep your defensive backs back. You can keep some linebackers back in coverage and just use, you know, a front four to actually create pressure. It makes the team that much better. I mean, it doesn't, does it, is it the difference between making the playoffs and not probably not, but is it the difference between maybe stopping a drive and maybe winning a game versus not possibly. I mean, we've seen players, Cam Wake's a great one who ends a game, ends a game on a walk-off sack safety. I mean, these types of signings matter. And uh, I think to get Melvin Ingram for what they got him for, for one year to come on in and just help that defense, not shore it up because it's already short up, but help add to it is just a brilliant move by Chris Greer in the Miami Dolphins front office. Well, I got two things on it, too. One, it matches a division rival who paid $100 million to Von Miller, uh, which every time I hear Von Miller, I just think of the uh, Skank Hunk uh, uh, episode of South Park where the Swedish guy says, uh, you know, he says he uses his name as Von Miller, and he goes, uh, are you enjoying your meal, Mr. Von the Mueller? <laughs> it just, that's hilarious to me. Um, sorry, I've been, it's been awful while. I had to get some things off my chest. Watching a lot of South Park, uh, Peacock. Yeah, totally. Second thing is a big deal. So I've been, uh, as you know, traveling the entire Southeast with rugby. I've learned a lot and I've learned a lot about that beautiful game. It really is sweet. And um, one thing rugby does, and I love this, is yours are starting 15. And then the backups aren't called backups, Sam. They're called finishers. Right. So these guys are sitting in a 60, 80 minute match. And in the second half or the second half of the second half, when guys are beat down, they're tired. All of a sudden you go get the fuck out there. Finishers, not backups, finishers and end the game, win the game or hold them off. And that's what a Melvin Ingram can bring to the table. When you got Jalen Phillips and Ogba getting a lot of the reps, all of a sudden it's September, it's 98 degrees. Their offensive line is completely shredded. And what happens? A fresh Melvin Ingram comes in for the last drive. I mean, that is just something to give a defensive coordinator and it's, it, it's a riot. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be fun to watch this defense and this offense come together uh, during the regular season. After the break, we are going to talk about the schedule. We're going to break down where we see the uh, the tough parts of the schedule, where we see maybe the easy parts of the schedule, and give our obvious predictions for what the Miami Dolphins are going to do in 2022 in terms of wins and losses. But we're not there yet, Chris, because the season starts in September. Uh, but we're in May, which means OTAs, organized training activities. And you alluded to this. And I, I think we can't 
stress this enough for this Miami Dolphins team. The vibe, the culture, the everything that's going on with the Miami Dolphins right now is trending upwards. I, I don't know that there is a negative story for a team that started 2022 in such turmoil, firing a coach, lawsuits, everything that's went on with Deshaun Watson, you know, late last year, all of this BS that has surrounded the Miami Dolphins for quite some time. That has seemed to all gone away. It seems to have melted away. Mike McDaniel, Mike McDrip, if you will, uh, has come in and really just turned this franchise 100% upside down in a good way. Um, the vibe right now, you see people, you see, you see players dancing. You see players joking. You see the players laughing. You see players praising you know, the turnaround of this offense. Let's just talk about the scheme. You have defensive players going, wow, this offense looks way different from what they're seeing in practice right now. You've got a new generation of coaching coming in and saying, the best player from yesterday's practice is now in charge of the music, the vibe. They've earned it for how good they are. That is what you call positive reinforcement for these players, which when you're talking about Tua Tungvaluwa, that seems to be who is your quarterback. That seems to be what he really responds to. He doesn't respond to, no, no, no. He responds to, yes, this is what you did good, and here's what you can fix, but you're doing this really well. And Mike McDaniel seems to get it. Tyreek Hill, our star wide receiver, his profile picture on Twitter is of the head coach. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has a reputation for being a diva and all about me, and he made his profile coach, uh, his profile picture, his coach. I mean, what is going on in South Florida? Because if we can bottle that and you know continue to do that year over year over year, we should. I mean, talk about just how good this team feels right now in May. It's so important, Sam. And I've talked about this a lot um, on previous shows, even a year or two ago, um, where just the whole like grab the guy by the face mask and scream at him and call him a bitch and rub some dirt on it and belittling and talking down military style football coaching is going away. And whether the purists love it or not, or they think it's not traditional football, or why do you have to be their buddies, their millionaires, that's going away. It means something to these human beings that just happen to be good at football for your coach and the coaching staff around it to not just be supportive, but to make it fun. Right. Like all these people complain about the NFL standing for the no fun league. Like you got a coach now that's coming in. He, he's dressing like he does. He, he's joking at press conferences. He's, he's with it when it comes to current events and music and movies, dude, that means a lot to these guys, whether it's like going to win you football games or anything that's yet to be seen. But every single player, even who I thought was a Brian Flores, like warrior and Xavier Howard, came out in his press conference and the first thing he said was a whole vibe feels different. It, it's completely supportive. It's collaborative, collaborative. It, it's fun to be around. Nick Needham had an amazing quote recently where he said, Mike McDaniel teaches and he shows film and he's fun to be around and he'll make jokes and he'll have other people make jokes. And then he'll also come together and teach. And he's a genius. He ended the quote with, he is a great coach. Like that's, mm -hmm. That's it, man. The guy that's going to put his arm around you, but also like, you know, take you, take, take you to school when it comes to as a professional athlete, show me how I can be better in between the white lines. That's a perfect mix. And, and again, we're O and O there's no wins yet to show for it, but I just, in my heart of hearts feel like it's going to be a whole different team and it's going to lead to success. 
I think it's going to lead to success. And that's what I'm going to stress to dolphins everywhere is you need to be patient because this is a process and I'm not going to say trust the process, but you at least have to respect what is happening right now, because this is a culture shift. This is a culture shock. And if you're listening to what the players are telling us, they're all seeing it. They're all buying into it. I don't see anybody who's being silent or anybody who's disagreeing with what is happening uh, for the Miami Dolphins right now. And you're 100% right, Chris, in that this style of coaching, this era of players, they need somebody like a Mike McDaniel who is going to sit down and teach because you are talking about people that make more money than you and you're the boss. So how do you reconcile those two things? You can't yell and kick and scream at them because that just doesn't work. They're like, I, I make more money than you. I don't need to listen to you. I mean, somehow that becomes the mentality, right? So if you listen to what Mike, I've been saying this for a while, Mike McDaniel is telling you exactly what he's going to do. He is not hiding it. He's not revealing secrets. He's not giving away, you know, secret plays or anything like that, but he is telling you what he wants to do. He told you who he wanted to bring back for the Miami Dolphins. He told you who he wanted to sign and he went out and did it. He's telling you how he's going to coach. And he has said this from day one, when he became the Miami Dolphins head coach, coaches are to coach. That is what they do. That is my job. I am not there to tell them anything else other than to help them be better at what they do. That is what I am paid to do. And that's exactly what he's doing. And his approach right now seems to be, quote unquote, perfect. Yeah. And, and, and we've just said this before, and, and I, I've mentioned it, so I won't harp on it too long. But a players, especially at the professional level, Sam, they're, they're already amazing athletes, obviously. they gotten this far in their life in this game. What do you as a coach bring to the table to make me better when the whistle blows? Because Mike McDaniel's not out there playing. Wes Walker's not out there playing anymore. Sam Madison and Patrick Chicana aren't out there playing anymore, but they're their teachers. They're their coaches. And you, you said it and hit the nail right on the head. Mike McDaniel has come out and said it since the beginning when he said we're going to be teachers. Um, and that's what they have to do. And the fact that older players, younger players, current players, former players that have ever been about around Mike McDaniel praise him as a coach and his knowledge and how he treats people is just gonna that's just one less thing to worry about right like we always had the cloud cloud over the room with flores and, and even I, I mentioned this one of our friends Dude, this is the first time we've had a, a coach like this ever i mean you want to talk about wanstead jimmy johnson the, you know the hard-ass guys and then philbin and cameron are goofs and then florida uh, flores comes in and he's a hard-ass takes no talent run to the wall don't talk back. I'll bench you because you looked at me weird. This guy's coming in and all of a sudden it's just like, you know, when Miss Mandible leaves in the movie Matilda and you can lift up the shitty fucking bland curtains and have some color in your life and, and have some fun and, and, and people work better in environments like that rather than other than being under the iron thumb. So uh, it, it's going to lead to success. I just know it. It's got to be the only NFL and, of course, the only Miami Dolphins podcast that's going to reference Matilda the movie uh, while talking Great about movie. the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mr. Mike McDaniel. But Shout out to Danny DeVito. There you go. Shout out to the Penguin from the original Batmans there. Tim, uh, who, was, who was the actual? I don't remember. Tim Burton. Tim Burton was the director of those. All right. Well, look, so OTAs are going well. Uh, we're seeing a lot of good content from the Miami Dolphins social media team in terms of Tua Tungabailoa uh, making passes happen to the different wide receivers out there. You're seeing the defensive guys get their drills in. And Chris is chomping at the bit, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot see this, but I can. He's chomping at the bit to drop something 
for the citizens. Yeah. Of well, well, speaking of OTAs, and I'm going to ask you this because it was a great question and they all answered it. And funnily enough, half of the team is Denzel Washington, but um, they asked who, who, what actor should play you in a movie. Tua said The Rock, which is it was Samoan actor. It makes sense. And he flexed and he said, we're the same size, right? Like, which is great. So I'm going to ask you, Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who plays us in, uh, in a movie? Well, first of all, I think maybe the pebble should play Tua because the rocks got him by about a foot. Uh, but uh, kudos to Tua. I like that he's thinking big. You know, I, you got to like the mentality there. Uh, so you got a couple here. So you're, you're a little easier because uh, especially when you were younger, you looked a lot like Jack Black. I have pictures of you where you looked like Jack Black. So we could go Jack Black for you. Uh, me, I, you know, I've gotten a bunch of different ones. The one that I got a lot when I was younger was that I looked like Robert Downey Jr. when he was on heroin. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> it kind of hurts my feelings, but also maybe not. I don't know. He did it, did his best work outside of Iron Man when he was uh, smacked up. But uh, I'll go Robert Downey Jr. can play me. I, I, I'm fine with Robert Downey Jr. being me. The other one I used to get a lot is uh, I think his name is Josh Jackson. He played Pacey on Dawson's Creek. He's been in a bunch of stuff since then. But in high school, he and I had the same haircut. Wait, 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 wait. We're on a sports podcast. Yes. And you talk about Joshua Jackson and you said he's on Dawson's Creek. Hello, yes. he's Captain Duck in the Mighty Ducks movies. He's Charlie, and you respect his goddamn name. He is Captain Duck. He, well, he does a triple deke, and he beat the, the Hawks in the regional semifinals. So, yeah, Captain which Duck. I should have done that, too, because uh, Sean Weiss, who played Goldberg in that movie, is actually a good friend of mine. But, oh, well, I missed that one. All, 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 uh, all kidding aside. But I did that because James Vanderbeek played quarterback in uh, one of them, one of them movies, Varsity, there, Blues. Varsity Blues. So I thought maybe I could tie it back into sports that way because James okay, Vanderbeek was Dawson from Dawson's Creek. But uh, I don't want your life. I don't want your life. And then he hits his dad in the nose with a football. Uh, Awesome. Movie. Good stuff. You know, what was the best Tweet, part about Tweeter. that movie? Tweeter is the best character in that, nah. you know, because there's a scene and, and the men, the men listening understand, especially ones that are athletes that you're exerting all this energy and the blood's going to your heart and to your muscles. He at one point on the sideline pulls his pants up, looks down, looks away in dishevelment and goes, what the fuck is that? As he's looking down his pants, that everybody knows exactly what he's talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Tweeter is hilarious. He's the one that says she just fell off the I just sucked your dick tree and hit every branch on the way down. Great movie, Varsity Blues. As you can tell, I'm a trivia buff when it comes to entertainment and movies and, and music. So. Also, if you want to go look at how coaching for football used to happen, go watch Varsity Blues and compare that to what's happening in Miami Correct. right now. Good call. Great call. And it's a completely different vibe in terms of what coaching is now versus what coaching used to be and still kind of is maybe at that level you know at some point but anyway enough about varsity blues enough about pacey enough about who would play but well what do you think i'd even ask you who would play you because you've gotten the the uh the randy quaid uh comparisons from time to time but uh who would play horrible comparison yeah yeah uh jack black's the first go-to obviously i've got the gray beard going right now i've been growing out for rugby season gonna cut it for football but even jack black with his beard um, I, I totally can be Jack Black in a Tenacious D cover band. So, and, and I can hit some of the notes, not all of them. He's a great singer. Um, but yeah, I, I would go Jack Black for me for sure. Um, I got Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 when I was younger, when I was younger in my younger uh, uh, middle high school days. Cause I had like the kind of the, the uh, tips highlight tips and everything like that. So I'll tweet out a picture of me younger. Yes. It, it, Mark Hoppus makes no sense right now, <laughs> but a couple of beers after uh, my middle school days. Uh, what's my name? But you, your yours is a good one. I, I I do like RDJ, especially with uh, you kind of got the glasses vibe and everything. And if you did, 
the beard like him. And, and I didn't say that. <laughs> I love, I love it. I said, oh my God, you look like, you know, the time period when RDJ was throwing away his career and high on smack. Yeah, that's the, the RDJ. You look like when he used to break into people's houses and sleep in little kids' rooms because he didn't know where he was because he's so junked up. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I think maybe, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'll take it. Whatever. I mean, he, he turned his life around, so maybe I'll do the same. I mean, we just got the serious XM news. So uh, we're on the upswing. We're in our iron or, uh, or I can be just like half of our team. And I'll just say Denzel Washington for me. There you go. That, that's, that was my backup. If it wasn't Jack Black, it was going to be Denzel right. Washington. And you Talk know what? Denzel you. is such a good actor. He could probably pull off a very good Chris Cullen and he would probably win an Academy award. And then Will Smith would go up and smack the shit out of him too. All right. So uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk all about the Miami Dolphins season schedule from week one to week 18. Uh, there's some tough matchups in here, but there may, there's some maybe some uh, matchups that we could just absolutely walk by. But we'll, uh, we'll talk all about that and give our season predictions right after these words. Citizens of Perfectville everywhere, listen up. This is Sam Marcoux from the Perfectville Podcast, and this episode is brought to you in part by Auto Approve. Now, what is Auto Approve, you may ask? I'm so glad you would ask that. Auto Approve is an online service that makes vehicle refinancing easier and faster. And who doesn't want easier and faster in today's environment? Am I right? AutoProof connects vehicle owners with a network of top credit unions, banks, and finance companies to find the best available interest rates. Then helps handle the paperwork, simplifying the vehicle refinance process from beginning to end and putting more money back in your pocket. Take your tailgate to the next level with more money in your pocket. More money means better seats for all you doll fans out there. More money means another round with the boys. That's right. Hit the bar, drink some suds, then have another one with your buds. Make more money for game night with friends. More money for that new jersey. That's right. We've got Tyreek Hill. We've got Jalen Waddle. We've got Tua Tungabailoa. You guys need that money, that extra money. And what would you do with that money? I tell you what I'm doing. I am going to buy that jersey. I'm going the Miami Dolphins games and I'm spending some money at the casinos betting that those Miami Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. It's 55 to 1 odds, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what Auto Approved can do for you. More money back in your wallet. Not only will they save you thousands on your auto loan, but for all the listeners that are out there, refinance through Auto Approved and they will send you $100 cash in your mailbox. That's right, 100 big ones. Mr. Benjamin, straight to your mailbox. And why are they doing this? Because they're solving problems, ladies and gentlemen. They're finding solutions to problems in your life. Most people are paying too much on their vehicle loan. In 2021, auto-approved customers saved on average $164 a month. Now, I'm no mathematician, ladies and gentlemen, but over 12 months, which is one year, that's thousands of dollars in savings that auto-approved is doing for you. They never mark up rates. The rate that the lender offers is the rate we pass on to you. What a service, ladies and gentlemen. With auto approval, vehicle owners can lower their monthly payment, get a better rate, or both. Who wouldn't want both? That's having your cake and eating it too. To find out how much you can save and to claim your $100 cash back offer, visit autoapprove.com slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash believe. And we're back. Chris Cole and Sam Marku Believe Network now streaming on Sirius XM. And we're talking the Miami Dolphins season schedule here, Chris. We've got 17 games, just like we did last year. And I said last week when I was riding solo that I would be okay with the Miami Dolphins playing anybody week one other than the New England goddamn Patriots. And what did the, what 
did the NFL do? They listened to our podcast and they said, you know what? Fuck you, Sam. Newing the Patriots week one, September 11th at Hard Rock Stadium. The Miami Dolphins open at home against a division rival. In this case, the New England Patriots third year in a row week one against the Patriots. Uh, what do you think about this opener for the Miami Dolphins here in 2022? Um, I'm actually excited about it. So, and, and there's a reason why is because the rumor was we got Buffalo at Buffalo week one, um, which not to say I'm not excited about our team or anything, but damn, that is a rough first game because narratives go away. Everything. If you slip up and lose to, to the Buffalo bills week one. Now, can that still happen in new England? Absolutely. Especially with it being at home, but in my opinion, there it's a more winnable game. I think we've gotten significantly better than the new England Patriots. In, in comparison from last season, we swept them last year. Now, albeit uh, the second game and first game, really, it took a lot of luck recovering a fumble, pick six, things like that. But, you know, that's still playing football. But this being a home opener with a new coach, with Tyree Kill and all these added little weapons and things like that, with the heat index, what it's going to be in September, Sam, I, I, not to just jump out and call it already, but, I, I mean, I'd be severely disappointed if we lose that ball game. Um, I, I just don't see us losing to Mac Jones in his dark-colored jersey in September in Miami for a home opener. It's a 1 p.m. game in the afternoon. It, I mean, this could not have played out any better if you have to play the Patriots week one. You want to play them at home September 11th. It's going to be hot. It's going to be moist. This is what I am happy about. If you win your AFC East games, right, you beat the Patriots, you beat the Bills, you beat the Jets, you have a really, really good chance of making the playoffs. So getting, getting the Patriots at home early gives you that home field advantage. I am glad about that. Uh, but it gets tougher from there because the next week, at Baltimore Ravens. That's a tough game. You're playing in Baltimore. You're playing against a team that we beat last year that traditionally beats us. Uh, I don't know that they're as good as they have been in years past, but going on the road is always going to be tough. I mean, you have the Ravens week two, and then you got the Buffalo Bills back at home in September. That is going to be the litmus test right there. Week three, Buffalo Bills in Miami. We haven't beat them in quite a while. We get that home field advantage. We get that heat of late September. And then I'm just going to get to the fourth game, and then I'm going to let you uh, give some analysis here, Chris. So we got the Patriots at home, Ravens on the road, Bills at home, and then the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals on the road on a short week, Thursday night primetime. What do you think of this first month of the season? It is a gauntlet, Sam. We talked off air, and it really is tough. Two divisional games, luckily both at home. Um, and then you're playing two AFC North powerhouses at Baltimore. And then on the road on Thursday night, football is a death sentence. Most, most of the time, it's almost impossible to win those games, especially coming off a very emotional home divisional game against the defending division champions who just have had our number. Josh Allen in his career, Sam is seven and oh against the Miami Dolphins. He has never lost to the Miami Dolphins. So it's going to be a brutal four-game stretch, and it's going to be uh, to me a test, like you said, because it does get a little easier after. But, man, that is, that's going to be a test for us, and it's going to put Mike McDaniel in the driver's seat uh, right away to see how he's got the team prepared and uh, how, uh, how we show up. I like the fact that we get two and AFC North games on the road out of the way early, because again, you're talking about weather, which again, a traditionally a cold weather team, uh, a cold weather game for the Miami dolphins is not a good thing. And we're going to see that 
maybe potentially bite us in the butt later in the season. We'll get to that. Uh, just a quick correction. Josh Allen is seven and one against the Miami Dolphins, but we have not beat him in, I think, three years. I think we got him his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. So he's owned us. Uh, let's just call it that. Okay, maybe the stat I saw is he's won seven straight or something. But um, yeah, we uh, yeah that, that makes sense. We it, it's, it's an odd number, and we yeah. play them twice a year. So yeah, he, he has to be seven and one. Yeah, yeah. So we are That's looking at way this. too much. It's way too much. And, you know, that's going to be the test. The Buffalo Bills are a very good team. And I hate to say it because everyone knows that's the team I hate the most in the NFL. But we get them at home early. Uh, we put them in their darks. We go all white and we see what we can do uh, with our talent versus their talent. I am intrigued by this Bengals game. A, it's on primetime. B, it is on a Thursday night, but that is the Super Bowl representative from the AFC last year. They're pretty darn good. You have Tua, you have Joe Burrow, you've got their wide receivers against our defensive backs. You've got our wide receivers against their not so good defensive backs. That could be a slugfest. That could be a shootout. Not really sure where that one's going to go. But the fact that it's on the road on a short week does not bode well for the Miami Dolphins traditionally. Now, looking at the first four games, it's very possible that the Miami Dolphins go one and three. It's very possible the Dolphins go 0 and four. It's possible they go two and two. It's possible anything, right? But that's a very hard part of the schedule. And this is why I'm stressing patience with Miami Dolphins. If we come out of this month, with a losing record, the season is not over. They proved that last season because let's just look at the next few games here, Chris. Uh, October 9th, uh, week five at New York Jets. Okay, so we have two road games in a row at Cincinnati, at New York. Next week, at home against the Minnesota Vikings. The next week, primetime Sunday night football against Pittsburgh Steelers with Brian Flores on the other sideline. That's going to be intriguing. After that, Detroit Lions in Detroit in October. So cold weather, even though it's indoors, isn't really going to be a problem. Then you got Soldier Field early November, Chicago Bears. Chicago's not very good. Then you have Cleveland and Deshaun Watson and everything that's going around there in Miami right before the bye. So your next six games at Jets, home against the Vikings, home against the Steelers, at Detroit, at Chicago, home against Cleveland. All very winnable games in my estimation. Yeah, all winnable and uh, weather friendly, like you mentioned. You get at, again at Jets out of the way early on in the season, so we're not playing in a snow blizzard in disgusting New Jersey with nobody is is a good person there at all. And quite um, honestly, that's going to be a, a home game, anyways. I mean, the MetLife takeover has been a thing for the Miami Dolphins for the last few years, and we've just taken over that stadium. This is not going to be any different. Well, and by then too, the Jets uh, have a fucking gauntlet of a schedule too uh, that. There's like people predicting literally they could rattle off 10 straight losses. It's such a tough schedule. So by then their fans might be coming down off that high of a really strong draft. And we got nothing but Dolphins fans chanting, let's go Dolphins and MetLife. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, November 20th, that is our bye week, week 11. I think that's great placement for the bye Perfect. week, right? You've got uh, you've got the majority of your games out of the way. You get rest right, right as you get into those cold weather games. Get that extra week to just heal up any nagging injuries or bumps and bruises. And then you hit... Again, I don't want to overstate it because this team has owned us over the years, but the Houston Texans at home, I mean, I think that's going to be a game that's very winnable. So you're looking at a schedule right now through the first 11 games where the Miami Dolphins could, in theory, be seven and four, eight and three, or and at maybe at worst six and five. So you're looking at a winning record as you go into December. The first game in December is near my hometown of San, San Jose in Santa Clara, California against the 49ers. Mike McDaniel comes back to play against Kyle Shanahan. A lot of intrigue there. I'm looking forward to that game. 
But then we are on the West Coast for two games in a row, which I'm pretty sure the Miami Dolphins did this in the past. They probably requested, can you put those back to back? We'll stay on the West Coast. We've got the Niners and then we've got the Chargers. You got uh, Justin Herbert versus Tua Tunga Bailoa once again. A lot of intrigue there. Uh, late games, 405 for each of those on the Eastern side of the uh, United States. So you've got Houston Texans at San Francisco, at Los Angeles. At Buffalo Bills, you've got three away games, two on the East Coast, two on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. What do you think of those four games coming off the bye? Texans, Niners, Chargers, Bills. Texas, Texans and Niners, in my opinion, are winnable games. Absolutely. Uh, just on paper, for sure. Um, just George Kittle's great and um, Debo Samuel's great, but Mike McDaniel knows him pretty, pretty well. Um, not to say that he's going to be out there playing and can stop them but out of the four those are winnable games you want to talk about the chargers and the bills these are like where we want to be in the afc so these are going to be great huge tests for us um especially the 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 buffalo one i mean it's just how it goes in the first part of the season are we going to be you know did we lose are we going to be really chomping at the bit and needing this victory is there going to be added pressure and then the chargers that one right there sam that team is good and they've gotten better they got jc jackson from the patriots uh they had a really good draft uh justin herbert obviously has been playing this unbelievable football at the start of his career and it's been nothing but two comparisons to justin herbert since we did pick Tungavailoa over Justin Herbert. So it's going to be an intriguing game. It's going to be an exciting game. It's an AFC battle of what should be, just like the Bengals do, the future of the AFC playing against each other and really starting that rivalry. Uh, so it's, it's exciting, man. Like, I don't know. I, after a couple of disappointing seasons, I'm just looking forward to football right now. And Mike, maybe it's just because it's Mike B. Daniels put me in a really super chill mood. But uh, it, it's just exciting as a football fan to be, for that to be exciting for other football fans that don't have a dog in a fight. And we're a part of that. So it's cool. It absolutely is. And actually, I think that Chargers Bills first half of the next four games might be the toughest part of the schedule. I mean, if you look at the first four games, that's a tough, that's a brutal schedule. Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. But looking at this, the last three games, we have the Packers on Christmas in Miami. We have uh, the New England Patriots in Boston on New Year's Day, and then we end at home against the New York Jets. But look at these four games right here at Los Angeles Chargers, at Buffalo Bills, at home against the Green Bay Packers, at Ooh. New England Patriots. That's a brutal four game schedule. I mean, we have four games at the beginning of the season, which uh, could put us in a hole. And then we got four games at the end of the season that could maybe pull us back from the brink of the playoffs. So here's what's going to happen the Miami Dolphins need to win the games that they are supposed to win when you look at this on paper. And they're going to have to beat the Bills at least once. I think they have to beat the Jets twice, and you have to beat the Patriots at least once, if not twice. I think we're better than the Patriots. I think we're better than the Jets. We're not better than the Bills, but we're closer to the Bills than we've ever been in the last few years. You're going to have to snake one of those games. But when I look at this schedule, Chris, and I look how it's laid out, I do like the balance. We only at one point have three away games with the Niners, Chargers, and Bills, but two of those are on the West Coast. They're going to stay on the West Coast, so the travel isn't as bad. Everything else is pretty balanced. Home away, home away, home away. I like the fact that we get home games early against the AFC East so we can kind of, you know, stop them in their tracks with our with our moistness 
in South Florida. We've got that's why, the, <laughs> that's why I did it. AFC North uh, opponents on the road. We get out of the way early, so we minimize the amount of cold weather games that we're going to see. Uh, the Green Bay Packers come to Miami in December. Yes, we're going to have to play the Patriots on January 1st, and yes, we're going to have to play the Bills in mid-December. Those are probably going to be cold games, but we're looking at maybe two cold weather games for this entire season. That's pretty good if you're the Miami Dolphins and a Miami Dolphins fan. Um, anything else stand out to you about the schedule, good, bad, or otherwise? Yeah, I'll just concur with you that it wasn't one that I went, oh, my God, why do we have this horrible stretch? Or we got to go over to London again or, um, you know, back-to-back short weeks. It's really just a good schedule, and it's up to the Dolphins to control their own destiny and win the games you're supposed to, like you said, and and then uh, surprise some people. And we have the, the weapons to do it and the coaching staff to do it. Um, and, and we can't, after the season, Sam, say it, it would have been different if we had a better schedule because it, it really is a very fair schedule. Uh, what's your favorite game on here? What's the best storyline when you're coming into that week? You're hyped because of what? What is the game that you look at and go, ooh, I can't wait for that because of this? Oh, Cincinnati, 100%. I mean, these guys went to the Super Bowl, could have won the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is a cigar-toting number one overall pick in the Tua draft. And it's just going to be one of those LSU, Alabama, like they're going to show the highlights. It's national TV. Everyone's watching. Um, I literally have to put in PTO for that Friday afterwards because I'm just, it's win or lose. You're either going to drink to celebrate or drink to cry. Uh, So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Divisional games, of course, are cool. Uh, Chargers is a close second, but um, I, I love that we're not playing the Raiders too. Like I just, I'm so sick of playing them. I just don't like Derek Carr and his, I mascara. So happy to not see him. Uh, so there's my top three Cincinnati chargers and no Derek Carr. I believe it's called guy liner, but yes, uh, we, I I'm sick of the Raiders. I'm sick of the Colts. I'm sick of the Texans who we do play again. Uh, and, and I'm also sick of the freaking Titans. It seemed like we were playing them all the time for some reason too. So I'm happy to not see them on the schedule for the most part for me. It's there's a couple of games here. Number one, that Pittsburgh Steelers game with everything that's been going on with Brian Flores. I know he's a defensive assistant only, but you know, there's going to be a lot of sideline shots of Brian Flores in this game. It is on primetime Sunday night, NBC uh, about 10 days after my birthday. So uh, they could give me a birthday present and stomp Brian Flores and the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mika Fitzpatrick, by the way, Uh, that would be a lot of fun. So that one's intriguing. I'm also intrigued by the storyline of Mike McDaniel going against the San Francisco 49ers in December. You know, we're going to find out on some level just who was the mastermind of that offense last year. Was it Kyle Shanahan? Was it Mike McDaniel? Um, I'm intrigued by what that's going to look like, especially with some of the 49er players that we've been able to pull from them. I would be awesome to see Raheem Mostert actually go back and beat the San Francisco 49ers on some level. Um, how fantastic would that be? Trent Sherfield, maybe some of these other guys. So those are two, two of the games in terms of storyline that I'm just intrigued by that 49ers game and that, and that uh, Steelers game. And it has to do with the head coaches, if nothing else. Yeah. And I also just special shout out and um, 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 what am I trying to say? <laughs> special shout out and uh, extra bonus PS uh, the green Bay Packers on Christmas. Ooh, how cool is that? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, a non-divisional non-conference game, but a, NFC powerhouse and Aaron Rodgers coming. It's going to be technically a national TV game because we're one of three uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, me with an older kid, that's pretty cool for me because like it's not like the same old, you know, rah rah exciting wake up and open presents. It's more like, hey, bud, here's your stuff. So like you're kind of bored the end of the day. You're not like setting up train tracks and everything. So now I got something to do to watch football, including the Dolphins. The only thing I'm worried about is they ruin the holidays. <laughs> 
Well, I need somebody, probably race, but somebody to take that old clip from something about Mary where Brett Favre is there. And they're like, what is Brett Favre doing here? And he says, I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. We need to put Aaron Rodgers' face on there instead and have I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. That would be a lot of fun to see. Uh, overall, so we got 17 games. We just went through the schedule. We, we pointed out the parts that are going to be more difficult than others and how the schedule's broken down. Gun to your head. Shotgun to your head. So big old gun to your head, Chris. What is the Miami Dolphins record as you see it right now as we sit? 11 and 6. You've got them 11 and 6. I've got them 10 and 7. But I can easily see it going 11 and 6. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of unknowns with this team until we start seeing them play in preseason. As long as there's no injuries, again, knock on wood, it's going to be hard to tell. But I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm very optimistic. I see this as a 10 and 7 team, 11 and 6. I mean, if they catch fire and they're better than we think they are or some of these teams fall off, you know, maybe they get a little bit more than that. But I'm with you. I'm at 10 and 7. You're at 11 and 6. Not too far off here. Um, if the bottom were to fall out, you know, that's maybe where we think it's going to be. What's the what's the floor? Things just go wrong. What's the worst case scenario other than 0-17 uh, that you think the Miami Dolphins would do? Um, I could see it being one of those where Mike McDaniel bit off more than he can chew, and he's got a lot of learning to do and maybe made some game management bad decisions on challenges or timeouts, uh, things like that, um, where the basement, I think, for us is seven or eight wins. Yeah, you're, you're right there. We're tracking the same. I, I actually see it. It's six and 10. I could see a couple of these games going the opposite way. Again, if there's some mistakes, there's six a penalty. And 11, Sam, six and 11, excuse game, me. No, I, 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 they just forfeited one of those games. The other, both teams just didn't <laughs> show up, you know. Uh, but no, you're right. Six and 11, 100%. So that would be, I think, the bottom. You're talking about seven wins. I say six. I say, realistically, we're looking at 10 and seven. You're saying 11 and six. I like your answer better than mine, but it is what it is. But uh, we're right there, man. I think uh, I think that gets us into the playoffs. I think we'd be a wild card yeah. at ten and seven, or eleven and six. Well, the AFC is so loaded that they're all going to beat each other. The Chiefs are going to beat the Broncos. The Broncos are going to beat the Chargers. Chargers are going to beat the Raiders. Uh, you know who knows what happens with the Browns? How many games Deshaun Watson possibly gets suspended? Uh, there's just all kinds of intrigue. The AFC is so top heavy uh, that they're all going to beat the crap out of each other, leaving a wildcard team around the nine or 10 win mark, like always. And it's going to be about tiebreakers uh, coming down to it. And we've been the outside looking in the last two years of those tiebreakers, even with our own destiny in our hands at the multiple times. So this is where uh, the guys from pre the previous regime that are still here and the new guys need to come over together and, and, and change that narrative. Yeah, the rumor is he's getting four games to Sean Watson, but it would be nice if he got 10. And then uh, we just got whoever is the backup, what, Jacoby Brissett against the Cleveland Browns in uh, week 10. That would be a lot of fun. Miami Dolphin, great, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, we'll just throw Teddy Bridgewater out there just to mess with him. Uh, but that is it, man. I got 10 and 7. You've got 11 and 6. We've got Mike McDaniel just being the drippiest of coaches for all of his players and OTAs. Uh, we've got Melvin Ingram, who's going to scare the living bejesus and make Josh Allen crap out of his dick uh, going forward on uh, past situations and of course the big news for you and i serious xm for welcome to perfectville chris colin sam mark who part of the believe network chris anything else you want to say before we get out of here nobody thanks for having me back i'm happy to be back and why so serious xm why so serious xm indeed but on behalf of sam mark who chris colin and the entire believe network the only thing left to say is goodbye from perfectville later
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.